Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. I've been given permission to ride the mechanical bull. Now I get to be a big boy. It's high noon for Friday, April 2nd, 2021. Follow the podcast on the Telegram Messenger app by going to t.me slash I'm your moderator or join the discussion thread at t.me slash I'm reasonable. You can also follow the podcast on Gab and Parlor at I'm your moderator. And if you feel like it might be fun to trigger some communists with your clothing, go to www.cancelcotour.com. Now, today is the 72nd full day of Barack Obama's third term as served by the half-dead, demented, degenerate, ventriloquist dummy, fake proxy president, Joe Biden, who is overwhelmingly compromised by the Chinese Communist Party to the point where he now simply makes the case that doing things for China actually improves America. And it's great to have a BDSM style submissive as fake president. He's also the patriarch of one of the most corrupt families in American history. And he's the father of one of the most despicable sons to ever walk the earth, Hunter Biden, who has a book on the way and he's been talking about it. And now we know that his computer absolutely might be real, but it also might have been stolen and 
it might have been hacked. Even though he definitely took it to the shop and definitely signed his name and then definitely chose not to go back and get it. So congratulations, America. You've actively participated in making yourselves into child-brained invalids. That said, welcome, redeemable communists. I can't wait to meet you. You're going to have to sit through this and understand that every time I insult you and make fun of you, it's only because you deeply, deeply deserve it. And if you make it through a few episodes, I will turn you back into an American literally an hour a day while you're driving. Listen to the podcast in a few weeks. You will be an American again and not a communist because communism is not American and everybody knows it. So let's stop pretending you can be better than you are. Commie, you're going to have to deal with these things at some point anyway. So why not make it now? Stick around. We're going to love each other. So, so very much today. The CDC has apparently released New guidelines. I guess we have received new science from on high. St. Fauci climbed to the top of the CDC building. Where like a corrupt midget antenna, he received the news from the universe and he's pulled it all in just so that he can hand it off to us. Well, first he hands it off to to Rochelle Walensky. But it's nice to hear how we can do China's bidding while pretending that it's healthy. Updated information for travelers. Fully vaccinated travelers are less likely to get and spread COVID-19. However, international travel poses additional risks and even fully vaccinated travelers are at risk for getting and possibly spreading new COVID-19 variants. CDC recommends delaying international travel until you are fully vaccinated. If you are fully vaccinated with an FDA authorized vaccine, you should continue to follow the CDC's recommendations for traveling safely and get tested three to five days after travel. You do not need to get tested before leaving the United States unless your destination requires it. You do not need to self-quarantine after arriving in the United States. They're giving us permission to do things we're already allowed to do, which, of course, only puts us in a position of believing that we need their permission to do things. This is insane. It's also just so weird to me that people can make statements, release statements, organizations can release statements, this dystopian and this like mindless without being embarrassed and ashamed of themselves. Not only does this infantilize the American public, But it doesn't do much for the CDC either. Like, I don't understand the psychology of these organizations. It would be like me telling my little dog Crosby to sit after he's already sitting. 
and then thinking, oh, I've trained him so well. (laughs) No, he's simply already doing the thing that he could do on his own, right? We can already travel. We don't need to be fully vaccinated to travel until they change the rules. And of course, that's what they want to do. So they're setting this up as they are giving us permission. Now, I'm a full-grown adult with a full-grown adult brain. I don't ask for permission for anything because I'm an adult. I know what the laws are. I know what my morality is. I don't want to cross either of those things, although I'm sure I do at times. In fact, I know I do at times. Everybody does. But I don't ask for permission. I don't need to call Pete Buttigieg up and be like, hey, man, are you uh, are you cool if I drive down to the grocery store? Like, I know that I know that it's really bad to drive around in my own vehicle. Is it okay if I drive my car to the grocery store? Are you okay with that, Mayor Pete? The fact that anyone goes along with this stuff is really and I, I genuinely mean literally here very pathetic. Okay, it's pathetic that American adults are choosing to be infantilized by complying and submitting to this stuff, to even the the means of communication of this stuff. We are allowing the government to tell us what we can and can't do with absolutely no justification whatsoever. It's just like, oh, okay. well, thank you for telling me what I'm allowed to do now. Let me know next time you have an update and I will amend my behavior however you say. That's where we are. Fully vaccinated travelers are less likely to get and spread COVID-19. That doesn't say that fully vaccinated travelers, (laughs) travelers, hey, how about just everyone who's fully vaccinated? How about that? Or is it different? Oh, no, we're just supposed to think it's different so that traveling seems like a special thing that the special people get to do, but only if they comply. Now, traveling is not something that everyone can do. It's not just part of normal life. It's very special. Even though there has not been one outbreak on a plane once this entire time, an enclosed indoor space where people are sharing a public bathroom, No super spreader events. Zero. Did we wear masks on the plane the whole time? No, we did not. Did we wear double masks? Of course not. The CDC recommends avoiding international travel until you are fully vaccinated. Oh, well, thank you for that. I'm going to go ahead and continue to do whatever I want. And the CDC should either be making declarative statements that will help and show us how they will help and then say, hey, this is what you must do. Let's actually set up a formal structure of rules instead of being given these ridiculous recommendations backed up by nothing and then expecting the culture to enforce these on people who aren't interested in complying. That's what's happening here. And they're going to continue to do it and continue to do it until they get to the point that they want everyone to be at. And they're already suggesting, of course, that the vaccine vaccine in quotes, because apparently it doesn't do anything. If it doesn't help you, 
if it doesn't prevent you from getting the disease and it doesn't prevent you from spreading the disease, then it ain't a vaccine. Okay. And if the science wants to call it a vaccine, then we need to adjust what our understanding of a vaccine is because we were raised to believe and taught to believe we were taught that vaccines prevent you from getting a disease. If they don't do that, it ain't a vaccine, right? Either that or we need to adjust our understanding of what a vaccine is. Now a vaccine, if, if they want to say that a vaccine is a shot we give you that might help you avoid a disease as deadly as the flu, fine, tell us that. But that's not what they're telling us. They're telling us that the vaccine will keep us safe and allow us to go back to our normal lives. Except the thing is, our immune systems will keep us safer and we can already go about our normal lives. Remember, I've said this a a bunch of times, I'm sure, but we have a flu vaccine, right? A flu shot. People get it every year and still get the flu. Also, knowing that the flu is as deadly as COVID, people still, en masse, choose not to get it because it's pointless unless you fit a certain health profile, I guess. That's as charitable as I can be. I have never taken a flu shot. I have also never gotten the flu. Isn't that magic? And by the way, if I were to somehow contract the flu or COVID at some point and miraculously die from either, well, hey, my ticket got punched. That's it. I'm not going to like think back. Oh my God, I should have spoken differently about a disease that kills only two out of a thousand people. All of them being old and 80% of them being obese. I'm not, I wouldn't rethink any of this if I got sick or if I got severely sick or if I died. Okay. I am saying the right thing, whether or not it affects me personally makes no difference on this being the right thing. You do not need to get tested before leaving the United States unless your destination requires it. Okay. Well, no shit. (laughs) I mean, what? No one has to do that unless the other country requires it. So why are we pretending that we've gotten permission now to do this if we are fully vaccinated? It already is happening. We don't need permission for something we can already do. Okay. There's not new science that now gives us new permission to do this thing. They are just pretending that this is a situation where you might or might not need permission. This is a trick. This is a very stupid trick. I mean, I was talking on my friend uh, Josh Lakach's podcast yesterday, Wrong Opinion, which you guys should all check out if you haven't. And we were discussing the fact that these people actually think everyone except them is so stupid. Like that they can't read this and be like, oh, huh. Well, that's weird. I didn't need permission to do this before. (laughs) I mean, that is a natural reaction. I'm assuming that you all had that reaction as I read these statements without me 
adding to that, right? And if you didn't, well, I'm glad I've said it. But this is crazy. You do not need to self-quarantine after arriving in the United States. Okay, but we also don't have to do that already. They're trying to imply that the fully vaccinated have a step up on the unvaccinated, right? Just more reasons about how great life could be if we just get some shots in some arms. No, this is already how it is. This is a setup so that they can change it to try to take freedoms away from people who don't comply and they don't even lie about it. They don't mince words about it. They say it clearly. Here's some audio. Clear to them that the vaccine is the ticket back to pre-pandemic life. And the window to do that is really narrowing. I mean, you were mentioning, Chris, about how all these states are reopening. They're reopening at 100%. And we have a very narrow window to tie reopening policy to vaccination status. Because otherwise, if everything is reopened, then what's the carrot going to be? How are we going to incentivize people to actually get the vaccine? So that's why I think the CDC and the Biden administration needs to come out a lot bolder and say, if you're vaccinated, You can do all these things. Here are all these freedoms that you have, because otherwise people are going to go out and enjoy these freedoms anyway. So that's George Washington University, Dr. Leanna Wen appearing on CNN primetime hosted by the brother of the governor of New York, who put thousands of sick people into nursing homes, causing mass death. And also is credibly accused of generally being a creep by something like 18 women now, or maybe it's 50. Who knows at this point? And apparently no one cares about this. Least of all, Chris Cuomo. But the point here is that this doctor basically just gave us a preview of this sort of communication from the CDC. They are coming out. And advertising, as she said, essentially, all the good things that can happen if you get the vaccine. Well, we can already do those things. That's what she's saying. If we don't do this, then people are going to start exercising all those freedoms anyway. And then they don't have any incentive to get the vaccine. And a lot of people have focused on the first part, the thing I just said. But let's also pay attention to the fact that she said People would not have any incentive to get vaccinated if we give them back our freedoms, right? Not have any incentive. Now, wouldn't the incentive to get the vaccine if the vaccine worked and if COVID was dangerous, have you guessed it yet? The incentive would be not dying. But she doesn't mention that, does she? Isn't that weird that they can't incentivize not dying with the vaccine because, of course... That's not what it does. And COVID's not particularly deadly to anyone in decent health. You have to be old or obese or have severe comorbidities for COVID to even be a problem for you. All right. It doesn't matter how many times they say this person died from COVID. No, that person died with COVID. 
There is a very particular profile of person who dies from COVID and no one who's out there traveling and running errands and going about their day. These people are not that profile. So they know that not dying is not an incentive because everyone has already come to terms with the fact that they're not dying from COVID. Okay. And again, this is like I was talking about yesterday with the Dominion statement. They're down to their final out. That's why they are expressing this sort of desperation publicly. And they don't realize that this is desperation because they are absolutely convinced that, first of all, we are all just doing the thing that we're doing and believing the things we believe because we're stupid. Now, we all know that's not true. And the other part of it is they know that their audience actually agrees with the authoritarianism, okay? Because they're communists. Their audience wants to hear these things because their audience thinks that forcing us to get vaccinated should be a huge priority. And it doesn't matter if it's immoral or if they're lying or if it's a clear situation like this where they have no argument in favor of getting vaccinated unless they can prevent people from going about their normal lives. That is an admission that the vaccine doesn't do anything, that COVID isn't deadly, and that more people than they could possibly want already understand that. And psychologically, the whole double dose vaccine thing is really interesting, isn't it? Because with two doses, you know how they talk about how many doses of vaccine have been delivered. Well, that makes it sound like twice as many people have been vaccinated when they have not. Just a subtle thing. I'm not saying it's a big deal, but it is interesting to think about how that affects the narrative. And can you hear in her voice how little she thinks of the people who do not agree with her, right? She is infantilizing them in her mind. But the truth is she's infantilizing all the people who do agree with her because this stuff bounces off us. We're like, wow, what a crazy communist, (laughs) you know, but other people listen to this shit. They're actually like, oh, yeah, I do need permission to do these things. Well, or at least one day they might take my permission away. So I'm going to be ahead of the game by making sure that they can't do that. They can't take my permission away because I'm going to get fully vaccinated and I will get to do whatever I want in normal life, including not going anywhere and then wearing a mask everywhere I go just to be safe, just so that I can communicate to everyone else how great this is. And isn't that amazing? Imagine, right, that people stopped wearing the masks after being vaccinated. Because what would happen there is that whenever you would go out in public, the vaccinated people wouldn't be wearing their masks. And then without having to show proof of whether or not you've been vaccinated, everyone else would stop wearing the masks as well. Right. Because this mask culture is about singling out people who aren't complying and then punishing them. And of course, 
if the vaccinated stopped wearing their masks, we could all do that. And then they'd say, hey, where's your mask? Are you vaccinated? And I'd be like, well, you know what? You're not allowed to ask me that. Isn't that fucked up? Sorry for you. But look at this. Now everything's back to normal. We didn't do anything. And you can't prove that anything happened. And then nothing changes, of course, because the disease is just the disease. The end of mask mandates have not risen numbers anywhere. There's no proof. Again, there's no proof in the world anywhere in the world that any of these mitigation strategies have worked at all. Right. In fact, there is overwhelming proof that they've been harmful. All of them, especially lockdowns. So there's no proof that they help. There's overwhelming proof that they are harmful. And yet we have to continue them because if we don't, then we can't get to the end goal of vaccine passports and vaccine passports is nothing more than the ability for big tech companies to track you in every way possible with the government's permission, right? We will not have a bill of rights if things were to actually go in this direction. Do you understand that they are tearing apart the constitution? And it's not about revering the Constitution as a holy document. It's about understanding that there is a certain structure here and the structure is set up so that we can make progress, but at the same time, only do so when the country actually wants to go in that direction. That's the whole point of democratic self-governance. The public decides. The public has not decided any of these things. The public certainly has not decided that they no longer want a bill of rights. That's just the media and tech and the old guard institutions and the communists shoving all this shit down our throats. Now, changing subjects, apparently there has been an incident on Capitol Hill today where a driver rammed through the barriers and may have injured or killed a Capitol Police officer. So we'll see how this turns out. Obviously, wait and see on all this stuff, right? We don't know motive. We don't know all these other things. We do know that Democrats will try to use this to get more security placed back at the Capitol. But it wasn't a white guy and there were no guns. Nope. Black guy with a knife. Does it sound like I'm playing Clue? Sure does. Also, it's just true. So sorry about your narrative, commies. Guess you're going to have to try again. I'd be very interested to find out which Capitol Police officer was harmed and what that person's relationship to the events of January 6th are, because there's a story there. Perhaps. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm a conspiracy theorist, right? But... Lots of weird stuff has been happening, hasn't it? And by the way, I should mention that the driver of the vehicle has been shot dead. It really is incredible, though, how many of these incidents we've been seeing since Joe Biden assumed the office of fake president. In the last couple of months, there's been shooting after shooting after shooting after shooting after shooting, hasn't there? All these events. Crazy, crazy events. These were not happening under Donald Trump. Now, why is that? Were people more sane then, perhaps? But it's also possible that these crimes were actually being stopped before they happened 
because Donald Trump actually cared about using the Department of Justice for preventing preventable crimes, whereas the communists use the Department of Justice to commit crimes, to allow crimes to happen when they help the narrative or when they have targets. Or also, it could just be a coincidence, couldn't it? We will know everything we need to know about this story probably by Monday, and we will be able to see all of this based on how the narrative develops, how the media chooses to cover this. Because, of course, we can safely assume that everything they say is the opposite of the truth. And when they can't use that method, then they simply ignore the story like they ignored the Hunter Biden laptop story. He's back in the news and he's pretending that the computer might not be his, but also maybe it is. And also, yes, it definitely is, of course. It's interesting, though, how this particular strategy of confusion, as if there's a mystery about whether or not the laptop is his, will play with the communists. Because when something becomes uncertain to this degree for them, they don't really know how to move forward in any discussion So this is one of the times where they'll just toss out whichever one of these options seems the most helpful to the case they're trying to make, and then they'll immediately move on and call you a conspiracy theorist if you don't agree with them. That computer was dropped off by Hunter Biden at the store. He signed for it. The store owner, after Hunter did not come back to pick the computer up, called the FBI. The FBI hid the computer for a year, even though it contained exculpatory evidence that could have annihilated the communist case for impeachment on sham impeachment number one. Why would they do that if the computer wasn't real? If the computer wasn't real, the FBI would have put out a statement being like, yes, we are certain that this computer is not real. We have this computer, blah, blah, blah. They haven't done that. A bunch of former intelligence and law enforcement officials wrote a group letter so that none of them would have to be individually responsible for the fraud that they're very clearly perpetrating on the American people by telling them that that computer is something other than it is. It's not hacked. It's not Russian disinformation. It's Hunter's computer. Was that your laptop? For real, I don't know. I know, but, but you know that's... Is, this I really don't know okay. if the answer is. That's you don't know yes or no if the laptop I don't have was any yours. idea. Could have been yours. Of course, certainly. It, 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 there could be a laptop out there that was stolen from me. There could be that I was hacked. It could be that, that, was the, that it was Russian intelligence. It could be that it was stolen from me. He has no idea whether or not the laptop is his. But there certainly could be a laptop out there that's his. And if there is, it was stolen from him, even though they have his signature at the computer repair shop where Hunter dropped it off himself. So stolen's an odd word, isn't it? Especially when he didn't return to go get it. But it could have been hacked or it could have been Russian intelligence or it could have been stolen. He gives it could have been stolen 
as an option twice out of four options. <laughs> that guy is as dumb as his father. Okay. And he's as immoral as his father. And he admits all the immorality. He's not denying any of this. And the Bidens have never denied that that was Hunter's laptop. The campaign did not deny it during the campaign. Joe Biden simply said that's been discredited by 50 intelligence officials. Yeah, 50 intelligence officials with absolutely no knowledge, no firsthand knowledge of the computer say that it has all the, the resemblance of a Russian intelligence operation. That's what they said. They didn't say that the laptop wasn't his because, of course, they can't. The laptop is his. This is the intelligence operation lying about what's on that computer and that that computer really is his. That's the intelligence operation. And isn't it interesting that all of those answers that he gave, it was stolen, it was hacked, it was Russian intelligence. First of all, none of those are true. And that would be obvious to anyone with a full-size adult brain who bothered to look into this scenario for longer than two or three seconds. But all of those are also reasons why the public should ignore it. Well, if it was hacked or if it was Russian intelligence, then we, you know, who knows who's to say if that information can be trusted. And of course it can be because there are actually people going through the laptop and sharing the information that's on it and analyzing that information. So, of course, it can be trusted. There is Tony Bobolinsky, who we haven't seen since Tucker Carlson. I wonder where he is. But he can prove that the emails on the laptop are real, right? Because he was involved in them. So that, the idea that it's Russian intelligence, that they planted this stuff on his computer, that this was hacked, those are both lies. And then, stolen if he just simply said it was was stolen then he has to admit of course that it is his and right now he's just admitting that there's some doubt about it you think hunter doesn't know whether or not that laptop is his you think he doesn't know whether or not he went to that computer store if that was the case hunter biden could simply take this opportunity on this lazy journalist show and say, I have never visited the computer shop where this computer was supposedly found. Right? Did he not visit the shop? No, of course he visited it. He took his computer there and then he intentionally left it there. That is all real. Okay. He knows it wasn't stolen. Could you ever, ever in your life, imagine a scenario where you would be in doubt about whether or not your computer had been stolen, especially if you had actually dropped it off at a repair shop where you knew it to be and you signed for it and then you intentionally never showed up to get it. Does that sound like something you would be confused about? Now, maybe Hunter Biden is addicted to Ambien and he sleepwalked there and left his computer there. Maybe there's a scenario where he might have some doubt. Of course, he hasn't expressed that either. How does a stolen laptop wind up at a computer repair shop, the sort of place that people would take laptops that Hunter actually signed for? 
All right. So the stolen thing is utter nonsense, which is why he's not positively asserting it. He's only asserting it as a potential option among other options. So sure, it's got to be one of these. Isn't it interesting, though, that none of the options he mentioned were the truth? I took the laptop to the computer store. I signed the ticket for the laptop, and then I failed to return to the computer store to pick it up, even though they had tried reaching out to me. We don't have to pretend that there is a possible world where the shit Hunter Biden is saying right now is true. And again, none of it even makes sense together. This man legitimately is as dumb as Joe Biden. And Joe Biden thinks that this man, who just mentioned that it could be stolen twice, the mark of a serious truth teller, this man is the smartest man Joe Biden has ever met. Switching gears without a segue, let's talk about new election legislation in Texas and in Georgia. So in Texas, they have passed out of the state Senate a an election integrity bill. And so it's going to go to the legislature and then it'll go to Governor Abbott. And hopefully it will slide right through both of those channels and be passed into law. But the communists are very mad about this. Here's a little snippet from CBS Austin, the bill limits mail-in and curbside voting, both of which were expanded in many of the state's largest counties last year as precautions for COVID-19. Isn't that interesting? So all of these pretend laws, these activities, these new methods of voting were instituted because of the very dangerous pandemic. And that's not going to be an issue in November of 2022. Or in November of 2024, will it? So why do these laws need to stay in place? Specifically, SB7 would prohibit clerks from soliciting voters to apply to vote by mail, require voters who want to vote by mail or curbside based on a disability to provide documentation from a doctor, Social Security Administration, or the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, and cutting early voting hours by forcing them to all go from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., a direct response to Harris County having voting centers open until 10 p.m. And again, this is for early voting. Joe Biden keeps lying about this on television in Georgia, saying that they're cutting off voting at 5 p.m. Not true. They're doing that for early voting. State Senator Royce West, Democrat from Dallas, brought up the fact that no civil rights organizations were consulted when drafting this bill. Passage of this particular bill is not indicative of we the people, West said. The reality is there is no problem of voter fraud. Well, yes, there is. And also, the legislatures do not have to go out and discuss with the communists whether or not they are allowed to pass laws. This is bonkers, man. These people think that they have to approve every single thing that happens everywhere. Oh, well, why didn't we get to force you to do something? <laughs> There's a communist organization for everything now to tell you what you can and cannot do. They're now telling legislators around the country that they must first get their approval before they can pass bills to protect the integrity 
of the vote. Senate Bill 7 is the worst voter suppression we've seen since Jim Crow, a full-on assault on the voting rights of Texans with disabilities and black and Latino voters, said Texas Democratic Party Chairman Gilberto Hinojosa. Got that? This is voter suppression. Taking away the stuff that they put in place for the pandemic is now voter suppression. And who is it going to hurt? People with disabilities and, for some reason, black and Latino voters. I wonder if Gilberto might be interested in explaining exactly how this affects black and Latino voters. What affects black and Latino voters is having their votes stolen by communists. And that also affects normal American white voters and every other race as well. The biggest voter suppression since Jim Crow is happening on the part of the communists, just as Jim Crow did. We pretend that this whole Southern strategy, the whole flip where Democrat and Republican switched polarities on race. That myth, that lie. We pretend that that was a reaction to people who wanted to still be racist. And so all of a sudden, the Republican Party just magically becomes racist, even though Democrats filibustered the Civil Rights Act. And even though it was signed by a president, Lyndon B. Johnson, who says these sorts of things. Now, this is a quote from Johnson, not me saying this. I want to make that perfectly clear. This is a direct quote. These Negroes, they're getting pretty uppity these days, and that's a problem for us since they've got something now they never had before, the political pull to back up their uppityness. Now, we've got to do something about this. We've got to give them a little something, just enough to quiet them down, not enough to make a difference. Are we going to pretend that that philosophy has changed in the Democrat Party since then? But that isn't even the worst Lyndon B. Johnson quote. This is the worst one. I'll have those N-words voting Democratic for 200 years. Right? So this has always been the plan. They manipulate the conversation about race so that they can get all of a racial group. And then they do that long enough and they train us all to believe that somehow black people are just automatically Democrat. That just being black makes you agree with communism. That's maniacal. That's absolutely insane. And of course, black people don't all believe that way. The Jim Crow voter suppression is happening as a result of what the communists do. Okay? Because that's what communists do. Now let's go to Georgia. And the Gateway Pundit had a little write-up on this today that kind of sourced a few different articles. Delta Airlines CEO Ed Bastian issued a company-wide memo this week blasting the newly passed voter ID laws in Georgia. And here's his statement. Last week, the Georgia legislature passed a sweeping voting reform act that could make it harder for many Georgians, particularly those in our black and brown communities, to exercise their right to vote. 
After having time to now fully understand all that is in this bill, coupled with discussions with leaders and employees in the black community, it's evident that the bill includes provisions that will make it harder for many underrepresented voters, particularly black voters, to exercise their constitutional right to elect their representatives. That is wrong. This is about voter ID, okay? Again, none of these people can ever tell us the first thing about why black people cannot get voter ID. They can't explain that. Joe Biden thinks it's because they don't know how to use computers or the internet. But that's not racist because a good guy said it. You know, a very smart man. A man as smart as Hunter Biden. Who doesn't know what happened to his own computer that he took to a repair shop and signed for. It could have been stolen. It could have been hacked. It could have been Russian intelligence or it could have been stolen. <laughs> so there's a 50% chance that it was stolen. Apparently a 25% chance that it was hacked a 25% chance that it was Russian intelligence. And I guess a 0% chance of the truth that Hunter Biden took his laptop to the fucking store. But it's odd that the Delta CEO and like the Coke CEO and Home Depot and some of these other companies, it's odd that they're putting out these statements. Like what effect do they expect this to have? Like what positive effect? Like, hey, if we don't say something about this, no one's going to like us anymore. What? You're an airline. You don't have any responsibility to express an opinion about voter ID. Why would you do that? Why would you take your company and go directly at a divisive political issue, which is primarily divisive because nearly half of this country are child-brained communist morons who can't think through their own words like this CEO, Ed Bastian. But how does that help you safely transport people from one airport to the other and how does it help you sell airline tickets you have to have an id to get on the plane you don't need one to vote literally every one of your customers by definition already has the thing required for voting there is no argument to be made and no data behind the idea that black people cannot get these IDs. Every one of your black customers has them. And also what is with like the same as the last article, the Texas thing I read, like why are people expected to meet with civil rights groups or leaders in the black community? Do they meet with conservative leaders in the black community? Probably not. Not as many of those exist. And why don't they exist? Not because black conservatives don't exist, but because conservatives don't care to divide things by race. That is a specific part of the collectivist mentality. Okay. That is what communists do. Socialists, fascists, Nazis. That's why they're all so similar. It's why they're all essentially the same philosophy. It's the collectivism that's the problem. But it seems like the Georgia Republicans who aren't the Brian Kemp's and Brad Jordy Raffensburgers of the world have had just about enough of being pushed around by communists.
So last night they took a vote to eliminate a tax break that they were giving to Delta. House Speaker David Ralston on Thursday morning said the vote to repeal the tax break was in response to Bastion's memo. They like our policy when we're doing things that benefit them and they reap the rewards of those benefits and then turn around and do this. As all of you know, I can't resist a country boy line or two. You don't feed a dog that bites your hand. You got to keep that in mind. Now, the vote didn't pass because I imagine that a bunch of the people in the Georgia legislature are there because they take money from Delta, right? Delta has a massive hub in Georgia. It's pretty easy to see who's been bought off there. But this is still a great shot across the bow to these companies. This says, hey, if you're going to do this, if you're going to try to insert yourselves into political situations that have absolutely nothing to do with your business and you're going to come out and try to make PR gains by putting out these statements, by interfering with the people's business, then you are putting the success of your business at risk. Either stay out of politics that don't affect you or you're going to be at risk. If they took that tax break away, what would have happened to Delta? Well, that would have cost them a great deal of money. And then what does it mean for their CEO who caused this out of nowhere? Delta Airlines is a publicly traded company. What in the world is this CEO doing? If the Georgia legislature had a few less communists, this CEO might be out of a job. He should have been immediately fired and if that had come to pass, he should also be immediately fired right now for putting the company in a position where that bad result might have happened. This is totally irresponsible. The idea that someone who runs a publicly traded company is inserting himself and his company into a political issue that has nothing to do with him or them and is entirely one sided to benefit the communists. This should worry corporate America. They should see this and take the lesson that they all need to shut the fuck up. Get woke, go broke. It happens constantly. And it's about time these people start learning their lessons. No one wants to see this. There's a reason that sports ratings are down. There's a reason that award show ratings are down. People are sick of having every single aspect of their life infected with communism. It would be nice at some point if the communists could actually explain what it is about voter ID laws they don't like so much. And it's not that they're doing a big favor for black and brown people who are already shifting their party affiliation for Stuff like this. So it's not to help them. What is it for? Why don't you want voter ID? Is it because you're cheaters and frauds? Of course it is. No voter ID, full on unsolicited mail in voting. No purging of the voter rolls. What else do you need to rig elections forever? Honestly, that's it. That's the whole thing. No one can check the votes. 
No one can look at the Dominion systems. We just have to believe whatever result we are given that night or three weeks later or just whenever. The thing is, we'll go pretend to vote and then they'll just tell us what the future is going to be. Now, before we hit the weekend, let's check in and see how Jen Psaki is doing. Immigration. Has the White House considered beefing up border security now that there is video of a three-year-old and a five-year-old being thrown over the wall in New Mexico? Beefing up border security. I, well, there are, there's video now of a three-year-old and a five-year-old. I've, I've seen the video, and I think any of us who saw the video um, were incredibly alarmed by uh, the steps of smugglers, ones that we have been quite familiar with, that we've spoken out about our concerns about. So that was Fox's Peter Ducey asking that question. And that was White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki not answering it. And it's getting pretty silly to continue this pretense where these communists aren't very stupid. Now, not everyone is a great public speaker, and that's fine. But if you're a terrible public speaker who can't form coherent sentences then you shouldn't be the White House press secretary. And that's really, really obvious. Now, no one should be saying things like incredibly alarmed in response to a child being dropped over a wall. The steps of smugglers, ones we are quite familiar with. Again, she's adjusting the word to make it sound like she's doing something more serious. Just say you're alarmed, not incredibly alarmed. Children got dropped from up high into the country over the border wall. But the steps of smugglers, you're quite familiar with them. Well, just say you're familiar with the steps of the smugglers and then answer why the hell you're not stopping. But does she do that? Of course not. She reads a quote from another communist moron. As Secretary Mayorkas said, the inhumane way smugglers abuse children while profiting off parents' desperation is criminal and morally reprehensible. Okay, so your response is that everybody knows that this is bad. Got it. Well, profiting off the parents' desperation, isn't that interesting? Because we keep getting told that these these children are fleeing prosecution which she should have said persecution, but that they're fleeing these bad situations in their countries. But now that statement she just read makes it sound a whole lot like parents are trying to pay smugglers to get their children here. And that is actually what's happening, which means the children aren't fleeing and the parents aren't fleeing. If they were fleeing, they would go together. And then why would parents pay to send their children off with human traffickers to a different country after enduring a trip like that. Why would they do that? Oh, it's because once they get into the United States, then the child can get the parents in, thus reuniting children with their family. You could ask Jen Psaki or Secretary Mayorkas and they would fail to explain that to you, even though they just subtly and accidentally said it again, 
These people are very stupid. The president certainly agrees with that. And these kids, I believe, were rescued from by uh, by um, individuals who are working at the border. Oh, well, then I guess there's no problem at the border because, of course, the kids were rescued by Border Patrol. I mean, obviously. That doesn't get rid of the idea that there's a problem. He's asking what you are doing to make sure that this sort of thing stops happening. Yes, but they still got close enough, as you guys are talking about addressing root causes in the region, for a smuggler to throw them over a wall into the desert. And I'm just curious what the White House is doing to stop that from happening. And are you concerned more about the kids' safety or are you concerned about kids getting in? Or tell me more about your concern here. I think it's pretty clear what the concern is. The concern is why are smugglers able to walk right up to the wall and throw kids in without being stopped. That's the concern. But let's think a little more deeply about this. What is this tactic she's using, right? She's going to try to say that it doesn't seem like his genuine concern is for the kid's safety, which therefore invalidates his question in the eyes of communists. Because the most important thing is the kid's safety. And if she can paint him Peter Ducey as the one who's not concerned with kids safety and instead just trying to score political points, then he's the bad guy. And then she's the hero again, trying to save the children. Doesn't matter that that's not true. She just needs to try to trick people about his motivation for asking an extremely legitimate question. Kids safety is, as you just mentioned, the main concern. Well, of course it is, which is why I'm often surprised by some of the line of questioning in here. But I wonder which part of the line of questioning she's having trouble with. He asked a very simple, direct question. What is the Biden administration doing to prevent this? Are you thinking about beefing up border security? Has she answered that question yet? No, she has not. Now she's focused on why he's asking it. Uh, I will say that um, our concern and our focus is on sending a clear message to smuggler to the region that uh, this is not the time to come. You should not send your kids on this treacherous journey that these smugglers are uh, preying on vulnerabilities in these communities. There's a lot of issues and steps we need to take to address root causes. So, of course, our concern is for the safety of these kids. These Border Patrol agents who save these kids deserve our, uh, our thanks and our gratitude for ensuring their safety. And then she moves on. There was not a single answer to his question in the nearly two minutes of that exchange. Peter Ducey is now the bad guy. The Border Patrol agents who communists paint as the bad guys, as the Nazis, right? Defund ICE, abolish ICE. Remember that? So those guys are the heroes because they saved those children who had been thrown over the wall. And of course they did. That's what they do. That isn't the problem. Okay, the specific concern is not with those two children who obviously are were saved by the Border Patrol. He asked if you were going to beef up security so that that thing stops happening. That is also a concern for the well-being of children. Again, Joe Biden asked for people to surge to the border. 
That is what he asked for in a Democratic debate. The video's there. I played it for you last week. This is the Biden surge. This is the globalist surge. And I know we're not allowed to say surge because somehow that offends AOC. One of the dumbest people on the planet. Joe Biden's the one who used that word. Take it up with him. If you're not going to answer the question, if you're not going to positively affirm that you plan on beefing up border security so stuff like that doesn't continue to happen, what you are saying is that for our project at the border, we can't actually beef up security. So the truth is, stuff like this might happen again, and that's just going to be how it is. Now, let's talk about something else. She literally said right in there that their primary concern is messaging. You get that? Messaging. The solution to all this is that they are going to say to American journalists, we're telling them not to come. But they're not doing that. They're setting up arrows to direct them on how to get across the river and get toward resources. Messaging isn't a solution to anything, okay? They always use this because they have no interest in actually solving the problem. And again, what I just described here in the way that she responded to this question, this isn't unusual. They do this all the time. Now check out this communist news that just dropped. Back to our big problems about Georgia election integrity matters. Major League Baseball moves All-Star Game out of Georgia following voting law passage from The Hollywood Reporter. Major League Baseball fundamentally supports voting rights for all Americans and opposes restrictions to the ballot box, MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred said in a statement. Over the last week, We have engaged in thoughtful conversations with clubs, former and current players, the Players Association, and the Players Alliance, among others, to listen to their views. I have decided that the best way to demonstrate our values as a sport is by relocating this year's All-Star Game and MLB Draft. Really, the best way to demonstrate Major League Baseball's values is by moving a game and a draft to somewhere else because you want to let everyone know that just like them, just like all the other commies, you too have the mads and the sads about voter ID. Get woke, go broke. Major League Baseball just ended the day after the season began For a big chunk of the country. Congratulations, Commissioner. You're failing. But what does communist walking election fraud machine Stacey Abrams think about it? Disappointed Major League Baseball will move the All-Star game, but proud of their stance on voting rights. Georgia GOP traded economic opportunity for suppression. On behalf of POC, targeted by SB202 to lose votes and now wages, I urge events and productions to come and speak out or stay and fight. What? What? They traded economic opportunity for suppression? That's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard.
They did something their voters wanted. They did something that protects election integrity against communists and election fraudsters like Stacey Abrams. That is the only thing that matters. Having a baseball game, the economic opportunity of that baseball game is irrelevant. And consider this. The All-Star game will be watched by many, many people. Baseball fans from all over the country, including places that are pretending masks still work. Georgia, likely by the summertime, will not have any sort of mask mandate in place. So hosting a Major League Baseball game with a full stadium and people without masks on in July, well, that wouldn't look just right for the communists, would it? It's likely they'll take this game and move it to a communist state. Again, this is my assumption. I could be wrong. But it seems like the sort of thing that they would be aiming at with this. And I wonder if they will actually follow through with this. Until they announce another location, I'm going to be open to the idea that they might reverse this. Because this is preposterous. This is one of the stupidest things I have ever seen in the sports world. And now before I say goodbye, let's get a little weekend inspiration from an American hero, General Michael Flynn. Any politician, anybody that you, so Gene, anybody that you hear talk about this person's running for in 2024 or that person's running in 2024, all these all these politicians who think that they're going to run for president in 2024, forget about them. If they're talking like that, that means that, that means that they are not talking about this fraudulent election that we just had that'll probably get your show canned off of YouTube for me saying it. We know it was fraudulent. We know that there was massive foreign interference. We have a number of countries, but the principal country that interfered in this election was China. And China is all over the the, the geographic map of the United States of America and the Chinese, they know this and they, they, <laughs> I mean, they, they don't like me talking about it because they know, I know. And I will tell you something, one, one, um, one last thing and I'll get off my soapbox. Faith is the foundation of our country. Our faith in God is the foundation of our country. If there was one thing that my wife and I learned over the last four years, when we, when we, we were in the toughest moments was there was one entity or one, one, place that we could go to and that was to uh internally to our readings and to ourselves and to really uh, pray to god because there was some dark moments that we faced and i will tell you dark moments that were put on me by our own government after i served almost three and a half decades fighting for this country it's just incredible it's incredible does it sound like michael flynn doesn't know the truth does it sound like they're done fighting for the sanctity of the November 3rd, 2020 election. Doesn't sound that way to me. He's saying pretty clearly, we know what happened. We can prove what happened. Continue to have faith. And that's exactly what we're going to do. I hope you guys all have a great weekend. I'll be back on Monday at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Masks and lockdowns do not work like at all. They just don't work. And Joe Biden will never be president. Bye. 
Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening. Please follow the podcast on Instagram and Parler at I'm Your Moderator. Soon I'll be up on Rumble with a video aspect. In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show, I have a Substack, I'm Your Moderator.substack.com, where you can donate, or you can donate at anchor.fm by searching Be Reasonable with your moderator, Chris Paul. I hope to see you soon. Back out on the rain. Backing as moderator for tonight's broadcast. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm your moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. 
If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'mYourModerator.Substack.com. The merch site is CancelCouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!